0: Content warning: music is sound effects, depiction of elderly and respiratory distress, occasional violence, death, sexual references. Thanks for tuning
1: in. I mixed up Rebecca Sugar with uh with uh, the 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 Friday. That yeah, I would never say that. nothing about yo.
0: For, real quick, Rebecca, Rebecca Black, Black, if you're listening, yeah. I'm sorry, Rebecca yeah. Black, if you're listening, I'm also a lesbian.
1: I heard that up, were Rebecca Black. I'll do anything.
0: <laughs> um, that's that's the intro <laughs> to the episode.
2: Oh no. I'm going to cut that and
0: put that before everything else. <laughs> like, Rebecca Black, I love you. <laughs> Are we going bottle up? Can we start?
2: We can keep chilling out for another two minutes.
0: I was going to start at 12
2: our time. And then. Okay. We're just saying stuff. Mr. Beast, give me like Real talk. $20 million. Katie Maravich, I have a partner, but I'm willing to leave her.
0: Real talk on <laughs> the. Katie. Ma- okay, never mind. Wait, who? Hold on. I like him weird. <laughs> She's for College Humor. Oh, okay. Okay, oh, look, like, weird.
3: Indy, you couldn't um, handle Katie.
0: You could not. Katie would. She's fucking too weird. <laughs> much. Eat
2: you alive. She could keep me in a little cage. It's fine. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. childish Gambino. Talk about race. Every, play over I think, here. I think, I think every out. Asian
2: <laughs> man out there just cringed. At, I just sold every single one of my people out with that. Wait, did you call me
4: childish Gambino? Fuck you.
0: Real talk, though. Well, Rebecca. When I found out Rebecca Black is just straight up a dyke it It made me know I was right that any hardship I go through about being gay is worth it.
2: Retroactively, all the hate she received for Friday is homophobia now. So if you if, if you if you were mean about Friday, which quite a lot of people were, you're homophobic now
3: <laughs> and 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 all the hate was also uh, racist because she's Mexican.
2: Yeah.
5: yeah. She's Mexican.
2: Yeah, she's half Mexican. We, we should we should huh. face cast Rebecca Black as somebody in our let's world. Let's get a guest we role. We can't we yeah, can't
0: we, we we can't have Rebecca Black on here come and make a damn fool of myself. You know
2: how we said Starfire was originally Ariana Grande? Yes, mm-hmm. make
3: it Rebecca Black. What if it was All
0: Rebecca right.
2: Black? What if that what if that what if that was our apology to he, Here's Black?
0: the issue is that um I would kill Letitia and play me. That's a, wait and then <laughs> you would Starfire wait, this, Mark I'm... Mark also, Mark, if, if Rebecca
6: Black was on this, you would you would be like Grant O'Brien on that one episode of fucking- Oh, where his um, favorite porn
0: star was on there? Yes. Yeah, when
6: his favorite porn star was on
0: there <laughs>
1: that's and, That sounds so awesome. Yeah.
0: It's now 12- <laughs> your favorite porn star? Brett, you have a favorite porn <laughs> star? No, but- Ooh, <laughs>
1: just, Yeah, let's talk no, into I, this. No, I genuinely- I Matt, genuinely who are we don't. sending cameo invites to? I genuinely don't. I just-, I just <clears throat> it sounds like a funny podcast episode.
3: Are you like a Sasha Gray man? I, don't, or, I honestly or like... don't know who that is. Oh, is it 2006, Kathy? What Kathy, the fuck? What are, you a,
0: what are you, a thousand years old?
3: I'm sorry. I'm not a pervert. I don't keep up with the modern <laughs> day top stars like you guys, I guess. <laughs>
2: All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to issue six of Blue Beetle and the Outlaws. Let's go bottom up.
3: Hey, it's Kathy. I play Marisol Reyes.
6: Hey, I'm Matt,
1: and I play Alex Wayne. I'm Bronan.
6: I play Oscar Wilford Jackson Hughes, and I'm also going to pretend like nothing was said just a couple seconds ago.
0: Hey, what's up? I'm Morgan. I play Letitia Luthor, soon to be guest on Critical Role. <laughs>
5: <laughs> that, uh, I'm... I'm Brandon. I play Sharir. I don't have a funny bit like everyone else, apparently, but whatever. And I'm Indy, and I play
6: everybody else.
5: Neither does Indy. W-
0: what was your beef, Brody, with what I said?
6: I was just gonna say, anything Morgan said previous to this sentence is not legally binding in any way, shape, or form.
2: <laughs> Brandon, I just want to say that was really mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the structure of the show going, and you just—you just you just-
1: <laughs> put me in my place don't you
0: You oh my god indy can you start yeah we can start okay
1: indy Indy, listen you need to you need to get this started come on
0: listen to the past episodes i realized i say, can we start to indy a lot
2: (laughs) yeah there was almost always a spot where i can just cut you you saying can we start and then i can put the intro music in it's great
0: okay now indy can we start
2: Uh, yes okay we can start all right outlaws so last time we left off Uh, The Outlaws were split into three distinct groups, one of you not really by choice. When last we found you, Alex, you were about to start your first counseling session back at the high school. Um, in the midst of that, Marisol and Oscar and Darren were headed to Studio 69 to try and get Marisol a job, um, so she could kinda keep tabs on her dad, who's currently the star of Mr. Empty's Playhouse. But, uh, before you could make your way to the studio, Oscar, your grandmother showed up in what appeared to be a high-tech hot air balloon. And, last but certainly not least, Letitia and Sharir um, are hot on the trail of one Tommy Terror, the brother of Letitia's ex-girlfriend, uh, Tuppence Terror, who she may or may not have hooked up with again um, the other night. I think she made it pretty clear. I think okay, It was she, very clear. Yeah, it was it very true she, It She's was showed clear.
0: a 15-year-old. Oh, that's no, true. She <laughs> didn't, no, she did not. Sh- stop. Hold on. Pause. <laughs> she showed a 50-year-old her hickey because she thought he was 26 because he's a weird snake person. She showed thigh marks, too. Not th- she just showed her thigh. She, it was on her back. It's on her. It's on her, it's on her stomach. Was a, it's was on her thigh. She wants to show her thigh to a... Fi- What's wrong with you? She wants to show it to a stranger, just her thighs? What the fuck? <laughs> That's what I thought you did. No. Ew. No. <laughs> uh,
2: speaking of which, you you two met with uh, Steve Snakes, who is um, a snake man, um, who similarly was looking for Tommy and actually come to Sharir's uh, dojo in order to learn um, some combat skills in order to try and facilitate that. But I think at the moment, we're going to pull up on the kids. You guys are in front of the school at the moment, Oscar, Marisol, and Darren. And, uh, Oscar, you've just seen your grandmother come out of what appears to be a hot air balloon. It's shaped almost like the Mario Odyssey ship, um, where it, it, the actual, like, quote-unquote, basket is actually just what looks like a small cabin. The strings attached to the quote-unquote balloon actually appear to be wires, and the balloon itself actually looks like, a. It's shaped like a balloon, but it looks like a light bulb. There's a faint glow inside of it that <clears throat> pulses almost like a heartbeat. The little door of her uh hot air balloon chamber opens. She walks out. And she takes a look at me. I'm so glad to finally meet
4: you, Oscar. Uh,
6: grandma. <laughs> uh wow. Really shown up in style. Is this not- uh, you know what? This is great. Um, hi. Oh, these are my friends. Hi, I'm Darren.
3: Hi, I'm Yeah.
6: Well, isn't that nice?
4: Were you and your friends on the way somewhere, Oscar? It seemed like
6: you were going somewhere. Right, right, right. Um, uh, we were just going to head off to Studio- is it really just Studio 69? Yeah, dude. That's the name of the studio. Why? How did anyone let? La- yep, Studio Sixty Nine. Oh, a television uh. studio. Yeah, yeah. Um.
3: I need a job because I got fired. Oh, I yeah, see. Yeah. You're trying to help your friends.
4: That's so good of you. Well, why don't I give you all a ride and we can talk about it on the
2: way there?
6: Um, sure. She opens up the
2: door to her strange machine, and she gestures inside.
4: It looks like it's a single
2: room, but as you look inside of it, it's clearer that it's bigger on the inside.
6: How the... Well... I guess she's technically... You know, she's she's not a stranger, necessarily, so this is not a weird thing to do. Probably. This is insane! Wow! How from like an engineering stand I don't really I mean I guess I don't know anything about it, but this looks a little bigger. Oscar, why does your grandma have All oh, any of this? Y Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, um I mean she's on my father's side, so money um Then again, even money doesn't necessarily explain the extent, but I guess I think she's, like, a scientist? Engineer? Something smart.
3: Mm. I'm starting to suspect you're, like, actually really rich.
6: I... uh, we don't really... Eh, it's a weird situation. I definitely used to be, when I was, like, five
2: yeah dude, don't you um, live in a flower store that is like falling apart
6: a little bit a little bit yeah um we don't really have access we, we i'm not really connected to dad's side of things and mom you know like we have enough but uh you know we're not hurting or anything but Not- we don't- I'm not usually seeing stuff like this, is what I'm getting at. I'll- I'll put that way.
2: Yeah, your house it's usually, like, living plants, or, like, explosives and guns, right? Like,
6: this is more like- Yeah, and also my father's a prime minister now, apparently.
2: You're- I'm sorry. What? what?
6: (sighs) Yeah, he's the prime minister. I- that just happened, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know when that went down i'm not sure if that's been a thing for a while or if it's a new thing i don't really keep up with old british politics but um yeah that was a surprise I i mean i don't think anybody
2: does besides the british right so
6: yeah
2: uh you hear a voice from inside the machine going are you
4: three coming inside or not
6: no, yeah, 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 of course. Yep, yep. Sorry, just gawking. <laughs> There's a lot to look at.
2: Uh, you guys actually enter the machine, and you're inside what appears to be like it looks like the inside of like an airship console room, like a like a Zeppelin console room. But there are various like pieces of technology, weapons on racks, armor on um on dummies. Uh, just a smorgasbord of. Um, interesting-looking gadgets and weapons and stuff that you can't even recognize. There's just, like, a floating orb, like, on a pedestal that seems to be rotating, and you have no idea what it does, but it's just sitting there, suspended in midair, rotating around and around and around. Uh, your grandmother, Oscar, is sitting at on a chair, um, sort of, like, in, in the captain's seat, pulling it, like, pulleys and, like uh and buttons and switches and just clanking them all and pressing all of them is as, as the uh as the as you feel the uh quote-unquote hot air balloon <laughs> like, begin to rise
6: like in like one of those uh i'm just I'm, I'm picturing like one of those like silly instruments that's just like a piano with a bunch of other instruments jammed yeah that's it.
2: that's a, like a rude <laughs> Goldberg esque version of yeah. Like that yeah Just like, a lot of weird pulleys and stuff. Like, there's clanking, there's, like, steam, it's (sighs) kind of... The temperature's, like, kind of comfortable in here, but, like, there's just, like, uh, there's quite a lot of background noise and just a lot of stuff.
6: I... Wow.
2: Yeah, this definitely feels like the Tisha stuff.
6: Not... Not even that, though. It's... It's its own kind of... Sci-fi stuff. What it... Um, you... Uh, <clears throat> uh, gr- grandma, you make all of this? Uh, of course, my dear. This is all homemade. made. Wow, that's... impressive. Um, Thank you
2: very much. I've had a long career. Very prosperous, been very lucky.
6: Yeah. That's, wow. Um, yeah, I've never seen most of these things um, well a lot of this was before your time Ah, uh, sure I, i'm i'm sort of getting that yeah uh, do you like make stuff for people or
4: i
2: used to uh went through the ranks uh. went to university i got a job for a Big company right after that, used the resources to make a couple of inventions, invented teleportation back in the 1900s, no Mm -hmm. big deal. And that's how I first made my money. And I went on and kept inventing things. You you invented teleportation? Well, earthly teleportation. Alien species before us had mastered it long, long before us, like uh, the Zeta beams. But, um, yes. I was the first to to create human earthly teleportation. Matter transportation.
6: Wow. That's, uh... That's quite the breakthrough. I'm the world's first,
2: foremost, uh... Expert in dimensional engineering, Sonny.
6: Dimensional? I... Wow. So, so... Um, yeah. Um, I...
3: Should we be, like, hearing this? This seems like, um, secret stuff.
2: Oh, this is fine. I'm sure you've heard Stranger on your little outlaw adventures now, haven't you?
3: Huh? What? I'm just a girl. She adjusts her little,
2: her tiny little, uh, round sunglasses and cackles a little bit. (laughs) Oh, you can't pull the wool over me, eyes.
6: Oh. Huh. Come now. It's
2: quite You're... obvious, uh... and my machines have measured you for the instance that you came inside here. And she pulls up a little thing, <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> and there's like an X-ray scan of all of all of your bodies. You, Darren, this one's very fast. Uh... You have reached technology embedded in your spine, and young Oscar over here has a calaxian.
6: Oh, uh huh. Uh, what?
2: She gives another wry smile and she goes, Oh, didn't you know it's the name of your little pink friend there? What do you call him? You know Jaws. the... Jaws. Do you
6: know the species?
2: <laughs> you know the- Huh? Of course I know the species,
6: son. I discovered I'm them. I mean, d- dimensional. You- what?
3: What? Wait, so there's like more little jawses.
6: I mean, I
2: I assume. As I think that's or... where we're going to leave you guys.
3: Okay. Wow, mystery.
2: <laughs> um, next, uh, we're gonna move to the Gotham Quarter now. And uh we're gonna come up on Letitia and Sharir here. Uh Letitia and Sharir. Uh, you guys are in Sharir's Dojo having successfully fended off uh Captain Henderson and a couple of his cop goons. Uh you're there with Steve Snakes, who um has explained to you that. Uh, you know, he's looking much like you, Letitia, for Tommy Terror. Uh, Letitia, I believe the last time, the last time we were here, actually, you got uh, Manuel Hench's number from Alex. Yeah, that's true. Um, Manuel Hench, of course, is the head of the henchman u- henchman's Union, um, who Alex lives with, along with Manuel's son, Clyde. Um, but uh, if you want to call him, you can call him, but uh, w- either way, we're just going to pull
0: up on you guys in the dojo now. I don't think I need to call him anymore because I think we got the info we, like, we're like looking for. Mm. I gotta always check in with him, but um. okay, so Sharir, you said not to call Tuppence yet, right? Right.
5: We need to figure out exactly where he is.
0: And then we call her. Fair. Very fair. Okay. Sensei, Otherwise. this milkshake is amazing. Okay, Steve, Steve, focus.
4: Sorry. Steve likes sugar. Steve.
0: Do you have any idea where he is at the moment, or no?
4: I have a location. I was going to go there after training today.
5: You're gonna go after one day of training?
0: That is all Stephen will require. Oh, we got fucking Professor Badass. Okay, anyway, we're gonna do some on the site Stephen
4: has backup steven's friend is already there do
5: you have backup that's already there
4: yes he is Who? spying i'm not sure i should say this is a very We're clandestine be there. operation
0: steve you have literally spilled all the tea so mm,
4: this is true steve's tongue is quite loose he is a famous member of gotham society A personal friend to celebrities such as Alex Wayne. His name... Okay, that's
0: fake. Alex has no friends. ...is Clyde Hench. He has one friend. Oh, Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. I'm calling Tuppence now. Not exactly a good pick for
4: Clyde is quite knowledgeable. A head guy, as humans would say.
0: He is not knowledgeable of anything.
4: He is the prince of the henchmen's union.
0: Okay, he's that the villains, he wields union, great the henchman union
4: influence here in the Gotham quarter.
0: If you're a henchman,
4: do you know how many henchmen live here in the Gotham quarter?
0: Okay, I understand that. Literally, I took it out like 19 of you at once without trying. So I'm going to call my friend who can take out maybe 30 of you, because she could help us save your friend.
4: I'm not a henchman yet. I'm underage.
0: Don't be a henchman. Please do anything else. But it's so cool. You can cool. be more than a henchman. It's not cool. It's not cool. It's not.
4: Being a henchman is so sick. You get a uniform. You know what's cooler. Just
0: just be a supervillain. Just be a supervillain. Don't... You get union no, pay. You get dental not and medical. No. this kid to be a supervillain Letitia. Just be a superhero then. Be a superhero then or something else. Don't be a henchman. Oh, that's
4: too much and you don't get paid union rates for being a hero or a villain.
0: You do know who pays? Fuck you! And just I think she pulls out her phone and calls it uh, <laughs> Tuppence. How much does?
5: How much do the union members get paid? Shareer, stop.
0: Um, Morgan, the last time you talked to Tuppence, it didn't go well, did it? Um, it went fine. She decided she was going to chill out for <laughs> it a few hours, did not which go is fine. nice. It's been a few hours. It's been a few hours. It hasn't been that long. It did not go I went fine. It has not been that long. I promise I'll get in touch with her very soon about what's happening. Morgan, I love you, but I got to tell you, it goes straight to voicemail here. Okay, I'm going to leave voicemail. Hey, T, this is me calling you so we can do what we said we are going to do. I found your brother, but I guess I can't tell you because you won't pick up your fucking phone. And that's fine. I'm not mad about it. I just think it's really funny that you asked me to do something and I do it and I can't get in contact with you. Isn't that great when people just don't do what they say they're going to do? Awesome. And she hangs up. Morgan, do you have angry? Does Letitia have angry? can there be angry too can i have angry too (laughs) no if you've already got it i'm not going to give it to you again (laughs) i don't have it i'll take it yeah take it take angry i'm
5: i'm guessing she did not pick up
0: no because she is stupid she's just as dumb as she is fucking strong which tends to be the case with most super strafe idiots did something happen
5: or is she just hard to reach
0: I think she's in a, what, what, what? Emotionally? Like what? What do you mean? Emotion. Hard to recal.
5: I meant hard to nail down on the phone.
0: I think she what just sucks, you, you know? I meant all of it. She, emotionally, mentally, not physically. That's actually the easiest part. But the rest, awful at it. So let's just go and save her brother so she can fuck off and I never have to see her again. Okay? If
5: that's what you'd like.
0: It is exactly what I would like
5: didn't seem like it's what you wanted
0: maybe a shot you know a shot
5: yes of whiskey ew no gross
0: oh that's what you liked last time i guess we'll make our way over to meet fucking clyde oh my god i'm gonna text alex actually while we're walking the text just says alex your stupid friend's gonna get himself killed again
1: you just get a text back that says, cool.
2: Um.
4: So Steve looks at both of you and goes, Clyde is at a meatpacking factory, spying on the location at the moment. Tommy is apparently inside. And I think from
2: here, we'll move on to Alex. Alex. Yeah. You are in the counselor's office at school. Um, it's a big, brightly decorated area with um with a big comfy couch for you to sit on. Uh your teacher slash counselor for this session, Scott Stearns, is sitting off opposite you. Um he's in a seat of his own, but he's got a laptop in front of him where he's uh sort of taking notes. He smiles at you warmly from uh, across the room and he says, Well, here we are. Yeah,
1: yeah, here we are. <laughs>
2: Now, Alex, I want you to feel comfortable while you're in here.
1: Alright? Okay. I-I-I don't know. The, the chair is nice, I guess. Yeah. I'm comfortable.
2: Your eye scanned the room, and there's a little poster of a cat hanging onto a tree branch with the words hang in there under it. Ugh. Over at Sturge's desk, uh, there appears to be a picture of two kids. You would assume that they're, I guess they're his, just from a glance. You're not really that close to it. Um, and, you know, there's a big, bright yellow rug on the, on the floor that looks like a happy,
1: smiling sun face. Alright. There's no big, warm painting, though. Just to be sure.
2: No, there's no okay. big worm painting I no. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: So, Sterns looks at you and says, Alright, so <clears throat> what we're going to do here, Alex, is that I want to I wanna start in the present, and then I want to move back,
1: okay? Okay, yeah. That works.
2: Okay, cool. So, we're going to start with your most recent problem. So, let's take a look at this. You're at school. You're being filmed for your reality show, which, of course, we all cleared. Yes. And you decide to punch one of your fellow students on camera. That's going to do
1: big ratings, let me tell you. Yes, you've
2: said that before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, Alex, did you just punch Meek because you thought it would get you attention?
1: Uh, Yeah. It was (laughs) on TV.
2: Would you have punched him if the cameras weren't there?
1: Uh, I mean, maybe. Kind of a sh- kind of a shithead, yeah, maybe. Maybe okay.
2: But you didn't think what he was saying was particularly wrong. Oh no! I mean, he's an asshole.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Do you often? Do you often feel that you do things
1: for attention? Do you feel
2: as if you act
1: out? Uh, I don't... I mean, I feel like I naturally get a lot of attention anyways, you know?
2: Do you feel like you're predisposition to violence, Alex? Or do you only feel that way when you feel like people are watching you? Uh, um... So he wants an honest answer out of you. Oh, so boy. he's actively using his influence at
1: this point. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and resist it. hmm. Because.
2: Don't you have your playbook move for I this? I do as have well? a playbook move <laughs> yeah. for this. Uh,
1: I, can, I think I get a plus one. Cool. Yep. Yeah, now I get a plus two to my roll, so. Ah, nice. Resist influence.
6: That's an eight. Nicely done. Was the plus two on purpose? Because it's a ten. What?
1: Oh, it's a ten? Yeah, the plus ten. It's plus two. Yeah, yeah.
6: Oh, you got a ten. Oh, my
1: bad. I (laughs) did
6: that
2: wrong. Oh, okay. uh, Well, on a ten, um, you get to choose two here. Um, You can clear a condition or mark potential by immediately acting to prove them wrong. Shift one label up and one label down, your choice, or cancel their influence and take plus one forward. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i don't have any conditions right now you can mark potential so it's code yeah. condition
2: or mark potential oh, okay
1: yeah i'm gonna take that one i'm gonna mark okay. potential and then i'm gonna shift my labels here you're not gonna cancel his influence. i'm not gonna cancel the influence oh interesting interesting, interesting. um okay he's just trying to help yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna lower my danger Ooh. And shift up my mundane.
0: Oh, very interesting. I'm a normal boy. <laughs> Nothing to
1: worry about. I'm normal. awful for my stats. <laughs> but I think it makes sense, so...
2: Yeah, no, that does make sense. All right, and <clears throat> so in order to mark potential here, you have to immediately act to prove him wrong. So how do you prove Sturm's wrong in terms of saying that you're not predispositioned
1: to violence? Um. Well, he said... So he said that I was... I act violently when uh for th- in, front in front of in people. Front of people right. Mm. Alex though. I mean honestly I I act pretty violent when I'm alone sometimes too, let's be let's be perfectly honest.
2: You see that he gives you a look and that he types something down on his laptop? Okay. Okay. Yeah, take notes, yeah. Um what about your friends? Would you say that you're particularly violent while while you're around your friends?
1: Um hmm. I, I, I wouldn't say particularly, and Alex is just thinking of all of the all, all just the punching and violent <laughs> violent superhero <laughs> things that we've done as a group. <laughs> just the prison fight and, and you scarring parasite and I wouldn't say particularly. I I mean we just kind of hang out normal kid stuff, you know. Okay. Okay, and you it says
2: here in your file you're friends with Marisol, you, I mean I know that you're friends with Marisol, Oscar, and Darren and 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 that's pretty much it, isn't it? You you actually you're very popular as you say, but you keep a small social circle. I mean,
1: you know, you <clears throat> when you're as popular as me, you you have to weed out the people That matter, of course, you know.
2: And there's no one else you'd say that you're close to besides those three? Uh, I mean, I live with Clyde. Clyde's cool, I guess. Okay. All right. But Clyde you've known since before you came to Patch City, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I've, I've known him for years.
2: Okay. So let's move on to there. Let's talk about before Patch City. Oof. That's where we're gonna leave you, Alex. Um, uh, back with, uh, Marisol, Oscar, and Darren. You guys have arrived at Studio 69. Um, Oscar's grandma, uh, gotten you all passes and, um, has agreed to be your, basically, your chaperone for this particular trip. So you guys are just walking into the studio now. Uh, Marisol and Darren are slightly behind you and your grandma as, uh, she, uh, she walks beside you, her big, tall, towering frame punched over with her little cane and her tiny sunglasses that cover her beady eyes. So, like...
6: How much... Dimensional
2: stuff? Yes. First came after... It, when you decide to invent matter transportation, you start to think about space and... Sort of everything a little bit differently. Yeah,
6: okay, let's see. So, like dementia, uh Hmm. Like, am I am I am I thinking too uh, layman to like modern TV when I'm guess like like dimension and like other dimensions or. is that something that comes into it?
2: Well, other dimensions, yes. Other parts of reality. At first, it was just moving things between the space of this world, but realizing that you can trans- Basically, certain forms of teleportation allow you to move a piece of matter, not necessarily through our space, but another space entirely, and have it pop over on the other side. Hmm. Take something in the third dimension, move it through the fourth dimension, and it comes up on the other side quicker than it would if it moved through the third.
6: Wow.
2: Huh. That's how I first discovered the Calaxians, you see. Accidentally created a space bridge to their planet and sucked one right out.
6: Oh. Um. Hmm. Where? When was that? Oh, such a long time ago. I mean, they, they're they not, um, one of the more mainstream, um, alien species that we, uh, know about. I mean, I, I've never heard, uh, I've never seen anything like Jaws other than Jaws, and...
2: No, no, they're not, uh... They're a symbiotic species, but they don't quite have, uh... They're not, uh... They're sentient, but not decision-makers, if that makes sense. (laughs) Hmm. They quite enjoy being attached to
6: people. Sure, that makes sense. (laughs) So... (laughs) That's right, yes, you do, little man... Spinning around on my finger again. Wait, so like... Like a... Pa- parasite is the word? No. Well,
2: it's not... A parasite is, uh... It's one form of expressing what that thing is, yes?
6: Hmm. I thought it just... Hmm. Don't they usually, like, eat the other thing?
4: Or well, Kalaxians don't of really
2: eat. It's, he's not feeding off of your matter or your body. He's feeding off of your brain, son. Hmm? Claxians, they enjoy emotional responses. They enjoy, um... They enjoy feeling things from other people. They're very empathetic, oh. as I'm sure you've noticed. An empath. Huh. So you guys have gotten to the main part of Studio Sixty Nine. It's really big, glamorous and glitzy, with like a gold statue of like a dude like holding two Earths in each hand, like Superman. Uh that's completely butt naked. Um, there are a lot of people running around trying to get to sets, trying to, you know, uh just keep everything movie. Everything moving in this massive, massive like production operation. Um, there's a small cafe at the front where you are, but you guys know kind of know where you're going because you've been here before um, and you took the studio tour. Um, you guys make your way to the set of what you know to be uh, Mr. Empty's Playhouse. Um, as you get there, um, up into the set, it's a big, bright, like children's show style, Mr. Rogers sort of living room with a lot of anthropomorphic furniture around. Um, there's a closet with a big old smile. There's a fridge with a big old frown. There's a TV set with, like, googly eyes, um, that's sort of giggling. And a bunch of, like, almost, um, almost Muppet-like worm puppets that are just sort of bouncing around the front. Uh, Marisol, Uh. you can clearly see your dad, um, in a big Mr. Empty costume with his top hat and his, uh, big face made of worms. Um, sort of dancing on stage with a bunch of the anthropomorphic furniture. Um, the ca- cameras are clearly rolling, so you guys know better than to say anything while this is happening. But um, you sort of hear something um backstage near sort of the workshop area. You guys don't have passage to go to that part of the set specifically, but it sounds like very intense. It sounds like somebody's getting yelled at.
3: Um, Can I stand clo- like closer in that direction to try and make out what they're what I'm hearing. Uh, you can, but you can't quite get
2: it. You figure that if you actually just want to hear this with your ears, you're going to have to actually get into the workshop space. But you do have superpowers.
3: Yeah, can I just um, roll to unleash to enhance my ears? Yeah, go for it. And nine.
2: Oh, nicely done. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Um. So, uh, nine, seven, nine. in 79, my condition is unstable or temporary. Um, I'm gonna say, <laughs> uh, do you, what conditions do you have at the moment? Guilty and insecure. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna say it's unstable and temporary. Um, so, uh, uh your beetle tunes you in to the hushed, well, formerly hushed voices you hear, uh, in the workshop area, um, and, um, it's clearly, like, an older person whose voice you recognize. It's Jack Six, uh, the owner of the network, um, who is yelling at, uh, what appears to be a, uh, young girl wearing, uh, denim overalls. Um, you can see all of this because your Beatle kind of gives you the beetle sight alongside with actually listening to it. Um, and it's all, like, heat signature and stuff. And, uh, you, you just hear him go, I don't want any more goddamn excuses. If that goddamn fridge breaks again, you and your brother are fucking out of here. You got it? I don't need this penny-any amateur bullshit crap. Don't think you aren't replaceable. Do you understand? And you just hear sort of, like, yes, Mr. Six, in reply. Did you did you get anything, Mayor? Or-
3: um, I think Hocus and Pocus are getting yelled at super hard in there. Oh,
2: man. Um, you hear a noise as Six comes out from the workshop and sees you three, and he goes, Hey, two kids from the other day. And he gives you a big smile. What are you guys doing here? You taking another tour?
3: Um, <clears throat> um, actually, um, I was so moved by what I saw here last time that I was wondering if there were, like, any open positions additional to the ones that you already have filled. Um... For, like, a part-time, like, super part-time position for, uh, young, hopeful. He kind
2: of looks at you funny and just eyes you up and down and goes, I don't, uh, listen, it's great that you love the studio and stuff, and it's great that you want to be close to your dad, but I'm not sure, uh, this is a pretty intense business, kid.
3: Who's my dad?
2: He points on stage, It's like, Dad over there.
3: How do you know that's my dad? Because he
2: talks about you all the time. He's the lead star of our top show. So I make sure to always have some FaceTime with him.
3: Oh. Show me pictures of you and your mom. Come on. I'm Jack Six. I know everybody. Of course, I, I of course. Yeah, my dad's a big star and great for him. But I, I, I don't want to ride his coattails in this. I want to earn it. You know? earn my place i could work like in the sets or something
2: you are probably gonna have to give me a role here in order to kind of push him forward because he's not convinced at this point you are just a kid um who happens to be the daughter of his biggest star just asking for a job what do i roll I would say I would say that you have his ear as 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 Mario's daughter, yeah, actually. So you can you, you gotta try and provoke him here, I think. Okay. Eight. They stumble, you take plus one forward, they err, you gain a critical opportunity, they overreact, you gain influence over them. I think you're gonna get an opportunity here. He uh strokes his beard a little bit. And he looks over at the workshop and he says, Well, those idiot... uh The workshop, I guess, could use some help. Kind of need to get their shit together, because, uh, we had Mr. Fridge over there, and he points over at the anthropomorphic fridge, break down a couple more times. You know what? You go down to the workshop, you see if there's any work for you, and I'll be back in about 20 minutes, and then, uh, if the kids down there say you're okay, then you're okay. And I'll talk to your dad about it as well, alright?
3: Okay, cool, thanks.
2: Alright, alright, alright. And he walks past you, and... Just, uh, he, he gets back to the actual set and stands behind a camera and starts watching your dad.
3: God, what a dick.
2: I mean, yeah, that, that was pretty slick, Mare.
3: Well, you know, I got away with words.
2: You got yeah. You?
6: Yeah, you totally do. Um. Okay, dude, come on. Come on. What? <sighs> nothing, nothing.
3: No, see, so he's That's... proving my point. Like, I didn't even say anything remotely flirty to him, and he just... And yep,
2: okay, right. whatever. Let's go to this workshop. All right. Um, Darren immediately just... <laughs> a little bit too quickly just sort of power wa- walks uh, into the workshop area. He has a
3: child. Marisol does, like, the little, um, the little like, the whipped hand motion. <laughs> <ends> at Oscar. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Christ
2: Go along with your friend, son I'll still be here when you're finished
6: All right, if you're sure uh... My bones
2: are old, you know And all this walking around is taking quite a lot out of me I'll just, I'll sit right here And wait for you to get back, okay? Okie dokie I promise we will have lots of time To talk more, just you and me Yeah, sure
6: All right We won't leave you too long
3: once we're out of earshot, um, Marisol's gonna go. Man, Oscar, your grandma's like pretty cool. Cool as hell, Th-
6: yeah. Like she invented teleportation. She does dimension stuff. She discovered Jaws's species. She, she, she does a
3: lot. Yeah, and she bought us these passes, and is like just mm-hmm. here chilling with us. Like, kind
6: of sick, honestly. Yeah. Damn, never thought anything. I don't know, something good coming from that side of the family, I just, I guess I didn't see it coming.
3: I guess it's just like, uh, skip a generation with your dad.
6: <laughs> yeah. Because you're
3: pretty good. And she's pretty cool. Hmm. Maybe you can like, like, bridge humanity and the Little Jaws people. Like, you can be like...
6: I don't know, I think I'd leave that to smart folks like her, but... I mean, it'd be cool... Oh, meeting Wait. more. Hmm?
3: How did you find Jaws? Yeah, um... Do you think she, like, did that on purpose? Maybe I, Jaws?
6: Dang, maybe.
3: I don't know. It's, it's pretty, like... Coincidental that your grandma is the one that kind of discovered the. Hmm? discovered him, and then you are like Jaws' best friend now? Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it. I.
6: I don't know. I think it's more. bumbling on Dad's part than anything, to be honest. He was sort of just a. Okay, so, I know I don't bring it up and stuff, but yeah, I definitely was rich until, like, eight. Um, we had, like, a mansion and stuff that I grew up in for a little bit, again. Uh it was, like, a whole underground thing that I found, and that's where I found Jaws. I think maybe he was, like, I don't know what he was doing with him. Probably just trying to help or do something with with old Jima, and I wouldn't put a past him if he was, like, you know, he stole him or something. Riding a coattails. Sounds like him. But there was nothing there. Like, it was abandoned. Like, nobody was coming back. So...
3: Well, I guess if it was, like, coincidence, it's a good thing that you guys found each other.
6: Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. <sighs> it's been good. It's been real
2: good. I feel like that, Marisol's a comfort and support.
3: Okay. Oh, yeah.
4: Whoa! Ooh. Eleven!
6: Oh, nice. Literally, you, you hoped for the best and you got the best. Two sixes. <laughs>
4: Holy.
2: Uh, so on a hit, they hear you, mark potential clear condition or shift labels if they open up to you.
6: And 10 plus, you get, uh, uh, do add you also get to add a clear condition yourself. Do you want a team or a clear condition?
3: Wait, do we have yeah. any team? You have one from starting the session. Okay, so if we get into combat, we should be <laughs> no good for, for a while, while. right? For yeah. a little bit, yeah. Okay, I'd like to clear a condition then. Okay, cool. Hell oh, yeah. What do you
2: Yeah, I feel like that's appropriate for both of you. So um you guys get to the workshop. Um it's this really big, fun-looking space with a lot of tech and a lot of um animatronics around. There are puppets, there's felt, there's just a lot of like it it's like the Henson workshop, basically um, in its heyday, with just a lot of stuff going around, several different Mr. Fridges, a bunch of different Mr. Empty costumes. But as you enter, you hear a bang and see Darren's body fly up against the wall.
3: Oh! Oh my god!
2: Huh? In the center, <laughs> uh, next to the girl in the denim overalls is a taller, older boy, also in denim overalls, but he's got an orange shirt on, and the- just the barest outline of, like, a really bad mustache. Um he's holding what looks to be a magic wand type thing uh that has sent Darren flying into the wall and he yells "Stay back Flash I know what you it's did not- to Chakram and Smoke Show" No he's not here to do hey, stuff no, Calm down we're, we're
3: like cool Didn't Jesus. your sister tell you Um
2: You were there <laughs> Uh Hocus who's the one who attacked Darren um squints at you both and uh pokus who's next to him uh the girl uh starts tugging at his arm going he didn't do it torval it was the other flash um and uh Hocus oh. is walking towards darren with his wound outstretched
6: outstretched again yelling i don't believe you what do you do what? why don't you believe you s- whatever? Wait, wait 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 are you talking about getting locked up Yes, because if you remember correctly, on TV,
2: a flash that wasn't Darren captured uh, Smoke Show <sighs> and Chakram. The fake flash, a.k.a. Darren's reverse flash.
6: Hold on, you... Uh, God, do you, you have a tape measure in here, don't you? You must, right? Either of you two?
2: He's not listening to you, and he's just going for, going for Darren with his... He's way shorter than the other flash, come on! Are you going to roll something for that, Broden, or...?
6: Yeah, I'll try it. Okay. provoke or something.
2: Yeah. Go for it.
6: Well, I got an 11. Look at him. He stops. Look at him. Looks over at Darren and
2: squints a little bit. Alright, maybe on closer inspection, he looks to be slightly shorter. Darren, uh, sort of dusts himself off as he gets up and he goes i'm five ten man yeah but
6: the other guy's like six something shut up oscar look hey no it's not he looks weird and gangly you look proportional you look normal pokus looks at her
2: brother and she goes come on hoke it's clearly not the same guy uh hocus sighs and puts his wand away and he says very well and he helps down to his feet I'm sorry, but when you're from the grand future, you can never be too <laughs> careful. Do you know how many people out here would kill to steal our amazing future technology in the gestures to the Muppet tech that's all around the
6: area? Coveted, for sure.
2: Torval, all the stuff we have in here isn't even future tech. It's just puppetry stuff.
3: Tor, and They don't know that. Okay. Well, mayor. So, um Hey, how's it going? How have you been since um We're really good. Thanks a lot for saving our lives again. Yeah, of course, anytime. You no, know, it's what I do. It's what I, I do. Focus is an idiot,
2: so and over dramatic. I am not over dramatic. Sister. Mm-hmm. Pains me to hear you say such things. Alright, okay, calm calm down, bro. That's, uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking
3: about. So, um, do you guys need any help around here? Extra hand?
2: They glance at each other, and, and Hocus goes, Why do you inquire?
3: Um, because I just got fired from my part-time gig, and I kinda need a new one. And I also want to keep an eye on my dad, who's, like, the worm guy.
2: Pocus smiles, and she's like, oh my god, your dad talks about you all the time. He loves you, like, so much. It's crazy.
3: Oh my god, does he really? That's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, well, he says- He talks a lot about the fact
2: that, you know, before this gig, he used to spend a lot of time with you, and that if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for you, he, he wouldn't be able to connect with, like, the kids in the audience and stuff. So, you know.
3: Aww.
2: He's got, like, a picture of you, him, and your mom that he shows, like, everybody.
3: Oh, But yeah, anyway, um, that's why I'm here. Uh, if you guys, uh, feel like you could use an extra hand around here, I'm totally willing.
2: Uh, Torval, uh, sizes you up a little bit. Sorry, Hocus sizes you up a little bit and goes, hmm. I'm not sure. Do you have what it takes to survive a cutthroat business of
3: show? Well, my feelings don't get hurt that easily, and um, I can do, I can do a little pizzazz. I think she makes uh uh like little twinkly lights come out of her fingertips, <laughs> like little hologram lights or something.
2: Um, Pocus claps her hands a little bit because oh oh Torvald, no, she could totally help. In case one of the effects lights or something breaks, we can just get her to do it with her beetle stuff. Um, Hocus looks at you again and goes, I don't know. Pocus pulls you aside and goes, look, um, it's a yes from me, but you gotta know, our boss is a dick. Like, a really, really big dick.
3: Oh, yeah, um, not to- like, sorry for being nosy, but I kinda, like, overheard him, uh, chewing you out earlier, and- I guess that kind of makes it another reason why I uh, want to help out because I don't want to see you guys get fired. You're not like you're pretty cool. That's that would suck.
2: Pocus smiles and she and she goes, "Yeah, we with we, we really look. Um, I know you don't know a whole lot about us besides the fact that we're from the future, but uh, we do really need this job in order to kind of keep our cover here. So,
3: yeah, and I kind of need this job to keep my cover as like a normal person. Okay, all right." Uh, Torval,
2: uh, yeah, she's in. What? You can't just decide that yet. Yeah, no, I've decided that on my own. It's fine. I'll talk to Mr. Six. Um, she gives you a big hug and she goes, Welcome to the team. Uh, she gives her a squeeze back and is just like,
3: Yay! Thank you.
2: Yay. Uh, <laughs> Hocus and Darren are just sort of giving each other dirty looks from across the room. <laughs> And I think that's where we're gonna leave you guys before and uh, flip on over to Letitia. Letitia and Sharir, you guys have arrived outside a big Gotham meatpacking factory. Like you can see, a bunch of uh, cow carcasses going in, and um, a whole bunch of like cut up, you know, ready like you know steaks and stuff on the other side where the meat has been all disassembled. It's sort of in the afternoon now. Um, it's getting around sunset, and uh, you and Steve are uh, just sort of in an alley, like, in, in the back of it near, like, near where the unloading bay is. As you come up to the alley, you hear a rustle in a garbage can behind you, and out of the garbage can pops, uh, this massive, flat-cap-wearing, like, six-foot teenager who just sort of dusts themselves off and gets out of the trash can. Hey, hey, Steve, Steve, you brought cop- Oh my god! what and Saria! Alex's friends! It's me, Clyde! Clyde Hench. Yes,
0: Clyde, we know. We know too. you. Remember Couldn't me! Couldn't be anybody else.
4: Ah, it's really good to see you guys. Yes, Clyde. I have gained new allies and a sensei. Oh man, Steve, you gotta stop calling random people your sensei. That's not cool. But this is a real sensei. He's
2: talking about me. Well, I guess if it's Sharia, it makes sense. Anyway, how are you guys, huh?
0: Do you wanna hang out, or...? No, never. A little busy. Okay, Clyde, can you do me a favor? Can you cl- call Alex or text him where we are so he knows?
2: Oh, I don't know. I
0: should do that right now. Alex, Alex has got a counseling session
2: at the moment. I, 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 you know, I, I love him, and I just I think his emotional health is very important. So I would rather not Clyde, try to get Clyde, his
0: attention at this Clyde, time. Clyde, Clyde, Clyde. Text Alex now. No, Letitia, I'm not- And tell him where we are.
2: Letitia, if you want to text if you want to text Alex, you can text Alex. But I- I want to respect his, uh, his emotional journey here, okay? Boundaries are very important.
5: Well, what have you learned?
2: What, what have I
4: learned? You've been scoping out the police! Was I supposed to be paying attention, sensei? Am I supposed to tell you what I've learned so far?
0: No, Not you, Clyde. Clyde. What if you learnt while watching this place? Oh,
4: right. Uh, well, it's real funky. Uh, Tommy's
2: in there, but um, so are a bunch of uh, non-union guys.
5: That's it. How many? Well, what are they? No, here's with? the crazy
2: part. It's Markovians, but it's also Atlanteans. How many? Uh, a lot. At least uh, twenty guys in there.
5: That's human dudes. Thought I saw That's a
2: squid it? guy. Well, no, there's
4: a leader, but I can't really... I can't see him. I couldn't make him out.
5: You can't see him.
4: Well, yeah, no, he was already in there. I could hear him. He's making a bunch of noise and stuff, but uh, I can't see him. But
2: Tommy's in
0: there for sure. Alright. sure we could take ten guys and a super villain, right? I would hope so. Yeah, okay.
5: Okay, Steve.
0: Yes, sensei. You're gonna stay
5: out here. No. Stay hidden. No. And watch.
3: Yes.
0: More importantly. Oh God, don't don't act like that when someone <laughs> says watch you fucking pervert. More importantly,
5: keep an eye out for reinforcements.
0: Yes. Keep an eye out for reinforcements. If more come, please call us, and maybe call (coughs) our friend Alex if we get in trouble. Clyde. Yeah, I'm going in there with you. Don't worry. You're not. No. No, you're not. I got this, and Clyde pulls
2: out a gun. It's just, it's like an old-style revolver.
0: Let's see she takes it, just takes it apart. Just takes it apart. Just Just takes it it, apart. don't take it apart. (laughs) Oh, what'd you do that for? That was my dad's. You can put it back together. You should know how Uh, to do that.
5: Sharir leans over to Letitia. He shot Batman with that once. Shut up. No, he didn't. Uh, Sharir carefully takes the gun. Well, the pieces of the gun. And like, gives them all back to Clyde.
2: You know what? This is gonna be like a jigsaw puzzle, but harder.
5: It should be easier than... I don't care. It should be easier. Should we be a non-issue. Clyde, in. just hide in a trash can and put your gun back together.
0: Yes, if we get in trouble, please call Alex and our friends who are superheroes. All right, all right. Do you guys want my number? Because I know you don't have my number. I can give you my number. I have your number, Clyde. For God's sake, I have your number. Oh my, oh my God, Leticia, you
4: have my number?
0: Oh my God. Wow, Letitia Luthor has my Clyde, number. Clyde,
5: focus. You have to put your gun back together. Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> he's he's acting like it's lego well he put all the pieces (laughs) in front of him and he's like going one by one to see what fits
2: yeah he's trying to connect them like
5: this should keep him distracted for a good amount of time maybe 14 years
2: okay so how are you guys going to enter the meatpacking plant here again it's sort of a big sort of warehousing area with a bunch of machinery in it i guess it's it's not it's not a yeah, it's not a slaughterhouse it's a meat processing plant so it's not like there are cows going in or anything um uh there's a big there are two sort of glass windows on the roof um there's a main entrance out That's front it. where there's clearly a bunch of That's guys but you guys are also behind near the unloading area we are we're
5: going in through the roof indy there's come on and oh, it's a superhero no thing what
2: is wrong with no other entrance to make. i mean why else would i why else would
0: Look at all be? this other flavor I'm giving for no fucking reason come <laughs> on <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so you guys get to yes. the top of the roof and uh, you look down. Um, you can clearly see um, in this sort of big, sort of machinery laden area that's sort of in the in the center, um, in, in what appears to be like a control room for a lot of the machinery. Um, you can see Tommy Terror tied to a. I was going to say table just to make that alliterate. Tommy Terror tied Don't to a t- chair. Um, no, Tommy Terror tied to a table. Fuck it. Um, and he's, uh, and he's uh, sort of clearly unconscious and he looks bruised and beat up and like he's seen better days. Um, there are a whole bunch of guards in there. Like I said, at least 20 of just like ordinary dudes with guns, but also a whole bunch of Atlanteans, uh, with like Atlantean glyphs that clearly denote they can use magic, um, on their arms and stuff, there's, like, a squid dude in there, a blowfish guy, and a handful of, like, piranha, and, uh, I think there's at least one crab man. Um, and, uh, they're all just sort of walking around the area, um, but apart from that, it doesn't appear to be anybody else there. The leader that Clyde mentioned doesn't appear to be there at the moment.
5: There's much more than 20 in here.
0: Yeah, the fucker failed math, I guess.
5: Okay. Should we just go in and take uh, Tommy?
0: Um, Yeah, let's make a distraction. We go in, we snap Tommy. I got an idea. Um, Letitia's going to take Rogue out, put her costume on. It just materializes onto her because it's, it's tech. And she's going to hack it to the systems. Oh, yes, it's go Be time. Be quiet. Um, Sorry. That's <laughs> she hacks to the systems, and you said it's a meat packing plant, right?
2: Yeah, yeah it's a meat processing
0: plant cool 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 she's going she wants to make like she's going to hack it to the speakers and then isolate it to exactly one of the freezers mm-hmm. and she's going to play the classic sting that batman makes when he jumps into someplace and she's trying to lure as many of them into there as possible to like go towards that freezer so we could drop in get Cla- uh get um tommy and try to so get it's out. like
2: an audio distraction
0: you you you, yes. you,
2: you want to play like a batman soundbite
0: yeah, I want to do the equivalent of, like, when you shoot the little web on the ground in Spider-Man PS4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, huh?
5: yeah. And walk over. What was that noise? What was that?
0: Better go check it out. Uh, I rolled a spicy 13. A spicy um, 13. That was Unleash Your wow. Powers? Wow. Yes. Everybody yeah, rolling nice. good.
2: <laughs> so, like, so so, like. Uh, like, like half of the guys all in there all suddenly go hey what was that did you hear that there was something over there I better go check that out um, and they all start walking towards um, you said it was in the freezer
0: Yes, she's trying to make them go to the freezer area, because yeah. as someone who's been to meatpacking Plants before and worked with some, uh, those fuckers are very sectioned off because they're cold as fuck. So a whole bunch of, like, the ordinary Markovian guys in their pinstripe
2: suits um, walk over to the area, uh, along with uh, one of the Blowfish guys, and they open up the fridge, at the freezer, and they they enter in, like, really super carefully, all looking around. You can still see this from the roof, mind.
0: All right you, right? I think that's a good distraction to get with. Those guys are going to be occupied and won't be able to get over close enough. And worst case, I could hack the thing and like, shut them in there. Um, you ready, on, the, on your
2: spicy 13, you can close the door in there on them now if you'd like.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, just close the door right away on them. Okay, then, Shuri, Sh- are you ready? Let's do this. Alright, and we jump on in. Cool. And that's where we're going to leave you guys. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm being such a tease Classic.
0: Today.
5: Fuck this guy, uh, honestly. <laughs>
2: mean, meanwhile, back at the counselor's office. Alex, uh, you're there with Stearns now. Uh, Stearns looks up at you and goes, So, before Patch City, it says here in your file you were at a boarding school in Ohio. Yeah, yeah,
1: that place was the worst. okay. I was the most popular kid. Don't get me wrong.
2: He gives you kind of a look. So, you didn't feel like an outsider? You didn't feel particularly bullied? Because that's a big change from Gotham, and according to this, you've been living in Gotham your entire life.
1: I mean, yeah, it was a... It was a change, but, I mean, I... You know,
2: it says here that while you were there, you were antisocial, somewhat withdrawn, and no, no,
1: I don't, I don't know if that's true. I don't...
2: It says here you got in trouble a bunch of times for fighting other kids.
1: Uh, winning, it says that I won, right? Because I won all of those. But you...
2: yes, Alex, this very important academic record notes that you won those fights.
1: Okay, good, good. Um. Yeah. No, I... I mean, I got into some... some skirmishes, yeah.
2: it's an odd way to describe it. Skirmishes. Yeah. It's a military term. Uh,
1: no. No, it's not. Uh, is it? <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. But yeah, no. It was, uh... It was a change. Uh, I... I handled it, I guess.
6: Hmm.
2: Alex, I'm getting the sense that I'm looking at two different people here.
1: Well, I'm the only one in the room, sir, with all due respect.
2: <laughs> right, I understand that. Right. Alex, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom.
1: Okay, yeah, I- I-
2: So, while we're here, I do want you to try and be honest about yourself. And the way that you see yourself. Not the way that the cameras see you, not the way that anyone else sees you, not the way that your friends see you, but the way that you see you.
1: Okay, okay. I can, uh, I can do that, I guess.
2: Okay, so we talked a little bit about your time in Ohio. Why were you sent there?
1: Um, I was acting out a little bit, and I kind of got... Some things happened at home, and... Ch- changed, I guess... the The dynamic, the dynamic changed there. Okay.
2: I think, uh, I think we might have come to the elephant in the room here, haven't
1: we, Alex? Is that the other person you were seeing? Because that's not a person, it's an elephant.
2: No, 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 Alex. Okay. The thing, the topic I feel that we've been avoiding this session sort of talking about your past.
1: Yeah. Clyde. We were we were going to talk we, you mentioned Clyde. We, yes, we don't Alex, have to avoid we Clyde. mention Clyde. It's a good good friend. Bad at math, good friend.
2: Because as much as I feel that maybe we would like to not admit it, there's no way to talk about Alex Wayne without talking about Bruce Wayne. And that's where we're going to leave you. Ooh. Tease. Tease. Uh, back to the teens. Uh, teens. Uh, the... Uh, filming has ended for the day. Um, and Marisol, uh, as you guys are coming out of the workshop, uh, having just signed, uh, your new, uh, contract for an internship, uh... You see your dad, uh, with just the head of the suit removed, so his head looks super small, and the big mascot body of, uh, the Mr. Empty suit, um, walking towards you, opening his arms for a hug.
3: Ah, hi, Dad.
2: Baby, come give me a hug, and he- and he walks over to you and hugs you while he's in the suit. It smells weird.
3: It doesn't smell
2: like his sweat. It smells like somebody's sweat, but it smells weird.
3: Like is, a little bit um, like off
2: spaghetti. Is
3: <laughs> is that your smell, Dad? Cause whoosh.
2: Oh no, it's just uh it's uh, the plastic in the suit, isn't uh isn't that right, Torval? And uh Hocus looks at you and goes, Yes, yes. The particular materials required for the construction of Mr. Empty Suit were very specific.
3: Oh, I guess you're gonna have to train me on all that.
2: Yes, yes. The, cre- the original creator of the show left very specific instructions before his death. But he was a genius, no doubt.
3: Sure, sure. Um... Uh, well, Dad, you want to go home together?
2: Uh, Darren pipes up he's like, hey, you guys were gonna go, come to dinner uh, meet my
3: kid and stuff? Remember? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, right, right. I kind of <sighs> have to ask permission. Dad, can I go to dinner with Darren and, um, his child?
0: <laughs> awesome way to word it. Awesome way to word it. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> your, dad, your dad smiles and he goes, Hey, Darren, I haven't seen you in a while. And Darren just sort of waves and goes, Hey, Mr. Reyes, um, thanks again for the guitar. Hey, no problem, kid. Uh, yeah, of course, Marisol. You, you go to dinner with your friends, it's fine. I'll let your mom know. I'll, uh, I'll cover for you at home. No worries.
3: Oh, and, uh, by the way, it, um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm working here now, so uh, we can. Hey,
2: get out. that's great! And he gives you an even bigger hug, um, and squishes you even harder into the suit. And again, it smells and feels weird.
3: Yeah, oh, she holds her
2: breath this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, he pulls back, and he's he's almost in tears, and he. Uh, he says, "Oh man, I've been telling everybody here and said about you how much I miss you while we're here. And now, and now you get to be here while we do this. Now we get to do this together. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, I'll be uh, in the workshop with uh, these suit.
0: Oh, that's so great. It means I can come and see you whenever the suit leaks. <laughs> Gross. So this is where Marisol gets it from, just being weird as shit,
1: huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the worst things
0: I've heard." Yeah, he points
2: to the suit. Like, yeah, there's a liquid cooling system and everything. Uh, take a look at it. And he peels down just oh. like one of the shoulders, and there's like a there's like a, a bunch of translucent tubes running through it, with uh, with, it looks like water going through the tubes.
6: Oh. Mm, don't like that. Don't like. Yeah, it gets real so hot, hot in here under the
2: studio lights. So you know, thank God, uh, you know, they got this cooling system in here for me.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Don't want you passing out.
2: I don't think that's gonna happen, so you don't have to worry about that. All right, don't worry about me while I'm here. Remember, it's just a, uh, just work here. All right? Okay. All right. Okay. I can't wait. Oh yeah, here, take this. And he, um, reaches into the back of his Mister Empty suit and pulls out a picture. And he's like, I've been giving this, or I've been giving this to people, uh, just to you know show off a little bit. But uh, here, you take one of these, and that way we can have mat- have a matching set. And it's a, uh, it's a picture of you, him, and your mom. Um, from a holiday that you guys took uh, a couple years ago.
3: Aww. Aww. Aww, thanks, Dad. This is really cute.
4: Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem.
3: You just had this copy ready?
4: Oh, yeah, I got a stack of bunch of them in my, uh, in my dressing room. You know, I got my own private dressing room.
3: Well, you're the big star.
4: They got, like, a mini-fridge in there. I had ten Snickers.
3: Whoa, Ten! You better, you better watch yourself, Dad.
2: I'll be fine. I mean, I'll, you know, all the sweating underneath the studio lights—I'm losing more weight than I'm gaining.
3: Okay, that's also really concerning. No, no, it's
2: fine. <laughs> the fittest I've been in years.
3: All right.
4: Maybe not the most hydrated.
3: Maybe, uh, maybe drink some water.
4: I will. I will. Don't you worry about me. Now, look,
2: you kids go to dinner. Don't let me keep you, all right? Okay. Okay. I love you, baby girl.
3: I love you too. See you later.
2: And, uh, you give your dad one more big hug, and, uh, you guys sort of, uh, move out and, uh, head back to Oscar's grandma who's fallen asleep in her chair.
3: Oh my god, that's so cute. Uh,
6: grandma. I'll fucking kill you! Oh, oh, what? Oh, shit. That's <laughs> all good. It's us. Alright. Oh, oh,
2: sorry
3: there.
4: Oscar, I just drifted off for a second.
3: Sorry oh, if we sorry. took too long. Oh, no. Yeah, um, fine. Oscar's grandma. Uh,
2: she massages her
4: temples a little bit. I, uh... I uh, always try to get some rest in when I can, especially since I'm usually up late working on, you know, my inventions and such. But, uh... Did you find what you were looking for, Marisol?
3: Oh, yeah. Mission accomplished. I'm hired.
6: Oh, very well. <laughs> very well done. You still stay up late at night making stuff? What? Well, of course. You don't make stuff for anybody anymore, right?
4: Genius has no less. Just ask your friend Letitia. Uh-uh.
6: She's okay. a smart one, yeah. that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes, she is might be able to give her for our money <laughs> <laughs> hmm. might be too different of a field though
4: hmm. either way where to next Oscar did you want me to take you home
6: oh uh sorry forgot to mention this as well uh we were actually going to go have a dinner with uh old Darren and his uh family so well they're not my family um, kids foster parents well well yeah but in a way that's family right (laughs) okay that was assuring um but yeah we were just planning on doing that um you don't gotta wait up for us or anything but i i mean i'll be i'll be home oh no it's fine
4: just let me know when you're finished I'll drop you off now and I'll come pick you up as soon as you're done how about that oh okay nice and you don't have to worry about inventing excuses if you've got outlaw business to attend to I'm very very with it I'm very (laughs) aware of the situation
6: well that honestly yeah that's a relief in a way alright cool alright Well,
4: let's head back to my ship, and I'll drop you off there. How does that sound?
6: Sounds awesome. All
4: right, let's go.
6: And uh,
2: she, uh, you all head back to the ship, and uh, you make your way (laughs) to um, a certain part of Central Met to go and visit uh, Darren's, Darren's child's foster family, Ryan's foster family. What the orb does. Meanwhile, what that is. in Gotham at the meatpacking plant, <laughs> we, we, we come up on you guys landing on a whole bunch of these goons, sh- absolutely shattering the glass and ending up in the middle of the packing plant. Uh, Letitia, you can see Tommy in the control room just ahead of you. It's uh, separated from the main area by um, a set of doors on either side that clearly lead through two hallways, but there's also a glass window um, in front of it that you could probably get through from your position but as soon as you guys uh, drop down there um, a whole bunch of Atlantean guys and uh, Markovian mobs are start rushing towards you. You both think this is weird because as you've noted before the Markovians at the Atlanteans were previously at war.
0: Yeah. What do you do? Let's just go get Tommy. You got it. I think she immediately turns rogue into sword mode. Uh-huh. Uses her tech to throw rogue through the window for sort the of room Tommy's in. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to teleport to it because rogue and her have an interface where they can teleport to each other. She's uh, really glad she got that tech from that really fantastic scientist. <laughs> who... <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
2: as you throw rogue, you just hear him go, tally ho, and unleash your powers here. Let's go. Oh
0: my god. That's another 13. <laughs>
2: Like we're not playing the Morgan Roll Bad Track today, apparently.
0: Um, just you wait. Just wait.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you wait. Yeah, Rogue shatters through the glass, and there's just a whoop whoop as you get to it, and uh, you're standing right in front of Tommy at the moment, who is again tied uh, tied to a table
0: uh, with ropes around his arms. Yeah, she's going to lead the in the Shereer, and she's going to just start uncutting him. So she's taking him out. Um, we're going to cut back to you
2: two in a second. We're going to just do Sharia here. Um, first, Shurir, you are downstairs with a- about, like, ten guys around you right now. There's, like, uh, the majority of them, like, I'm gonna say seven of them are just ordinary Markovian gangster guys, all with guns. Um, but three of them, uh, one is a squid man, and the other two are piranha men. Okay. The piranha, the piranha guys rush at you, and the squid man, um, just sort of, like, squirts ink aggressively but not at you. Uh, gross. What, he's just,
5: like, squirting ink?
2: Yeah, he's just squirting ink on the floor, like, aggressively. Like,
0: spitting on the ground, like, you piece of shit. Oh, okay,
5: for some reason, I was picturing Uh him just rocketing out ink, and it looks like just... diarrhea. That's what I'm picturing. Well, if that's how you want to imagine
2: it, buddy, I can't take that away from you. Um... (laughs) And, um, and I will remind you, you are in a meat processing area, so there's a whole bunch of, like, cow corpses moving into, like, buzz saws and, like. Okay. They're called primals. Okay? Thank you, because I don't know shit. individual large
0: cuts are oh called primals. God. Here we go. Thank you,
2: Morgan. No, I was relying on Morgan doing the heavy lifting for <laughs> terminology here. Straight up. Okay. Primals. Okay. So we're surrounded by these primals cow cubes you know what just call them cow cubes primals is too cool a word yeah you're surrounded by cu- you
5: know cow <laughs> carcasses okay uh sharir is gonna start hitting the carcasses so they start swinging into a perimeter so they can't get close to him
0: oh that's such a cool idea nice because nice. those things are um
5: fucking heavy uh what would I, I, I think that's directly that?
2: engaging a threat for sure no that's directly engaging a threat because they're coming towards one. You just want to deflect. Oh, you just yes, want to the deflect one with it, so
5: There we go. That's an eight. Uh, do you want to oh, know yeah. if they
2: underestimate you?
5: Oh, do they underestimate
0: me? Yes, they underestimate me. Oh, well,
5: that's you. a nine either way.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, you <laughs> can deflect and avoid blows. There you go. You yeah, got perimeter. Gonna,
5: yeah, resist or avoid their blows.
2: Cool. Do you want to tell me? Do you want to labyrinth and tell me how it looks like? Or?
5: Um, It's literally just Sharir running around, jumping and kicking the hooks above them so it just shakes the the cow cubes so every time one tries Um, to get close uh, a cow cube i'm not a cow cube swings into whoever gets close so the uh the cow cubes (laughs) yeah see I'm it's, patting in this. It's bad, right? <laughs> it's bad.
6: It it's Why did we say, say
2: carcasses? It doesn't feel Calcium. good to say.
6: Yeah, it does. Okay, okay,
2: so the cow... They're not even cute. <laughs> they're just like cow bodies, right? Yeah, I know. Like carcasses. Like, it feels it's really anyway, the, bad to say. <laughs> it's a bunch of meat. <laughs> So the cow cubes um, just start bashing into some of these guys. And this has the added effect of you just sort of them losing sight of you as well. As um, the the momentum from the carcasses just makes them sort of bump into each other. So the piranha guys sort of knock into each other and then just sort of um, knock into some of the normal Markovian guys. And they've actually lost sight of you right now. Interesting. um, As a sort of added effect of that. But again, this is a mob. You're not really dealing with, like, a super villain here. So,
5: As a... Would I have time to jump up to where Letitia's at?
2: Uh, no. We're going to cut back to that now, though. Okay. Um, so, Letitia, you're untying Tommy, and you see that he begins to stir, and he goes,
6: What the
0: Tom, can Tommy, pie. shut up. Tommy, Tommy, shut up. Oh,
4: I want to be a so bad.
0: What, what, what is going <laughs> on? Oh, oh! Hello, Tommy.
4: Letitia? What
0: yes, What the Thomas hell are you doing me. here? What the hell am I doing here? I'm saving your life, so you need to be quiet so we can get out of here.
4: I, I don't... I don't
0: understand, Tish. I, wait, I don't...
1: Oh, oh, I feel weird.
0: <laughs> can you finish your fucking sentence? <laughs> Um,
2: you're, um, almost finished untying, like, his, you, you, you've already done, like, his right arm and his right leg, and you're doing, doing the left side now. But as you do, um, behind you, uh, in the previously as you, what you thought, empty room, a weird chameleon shimmer effect takes place, and something rockets into you from your left side. I'm gonna say, yeah, roll take a powerful blow here.
0: Okay. To love to see it. Ow. You don't love to see it. That's kind of hot. What you get? Um That's a 9. A um, 9. That's 9. Uh I'm okay. going to uh What should I take? You know what? I need to not get fucked up in this fight. I need to be able to keep... I don't want to give ground because Tommy could just get murdered. Which Hmm. would be fucking annoying. Less so much, like, bad, but more so annoying than anything else. Um, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to struggle through the pain for now. Okay, yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Uh, What conditions do you take? I'm going to take Insecure. Someone got the drop on her, which is fucking annoying. Hmm. And hopeless, which is going to be hard to get rid of, I know. Jesus. Okay. Because she doesn't want to give any ground so this guy can get closer to Tommy, so yeah. Uh,
2: because, Like I said, the uh, the control room area where Tommy is was on a sort of a higher floor than Sharia's. So you go out the window here and sort of land on a conveyor belt um, that's slowly uh, moving toward um, like I said, of blades. You manage to sort of right yourself and um, sort of, you know, get your footing back. Um, you're not super close to it right now, obviously, um, but, uh, in getting your footing, you notice that you're heading closer towards it. Uh, you can see from the window, um, now, uh, the figure that, uh, sort of slammed you out is just, it looks like a very weird set of power armor with what looks like a set of really big white wings. Um, the figure briefly glances towards you and you can see its face is like a metal sort of white mask with a long orange beak um and then it looks back towards tommy and then um grabs
0: him and then just leaves hold on i i specifically took struggle through the pain so i wouldn't give ground so this thing could get a chance to get on tommy oh no
2: you you can so, just go back up and get it this isn't an opportunity for him
0: cool i'm gonna try to defend it if it tries to grab tommy though yeah cool yeah. you can just get back up there it's fine that is a nine to defend Tommy.
2: Nice. Okay, and on a nine, with defend. Uh, it costs you. You expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Okay. Um. Oh, also, are you adding a team to the pool, taking influence over someone you protect, or clearing condition here? I'll take influence over Tommy. Okay. Um oh by the way you guys are on two team i know we didn't do the leader thing uh which measures your influence but i we haven't really been playing with that so i don't really care um and um so you leap back up there
0: yeah i think let's just immediately like um if if she sat rogue down in that room what i think is fun i think she teleports the rogue makes him a shield to stop it from grabbing time and goes okay all right rude this power armor looks super like religious what the fuck is your problem the figure cocks
2: its head, and it just goes, Oh, there's nothing religious about
4: it.
0: Um, and, uh,
2: just sort of it moves its wings in a weird way, and, like, the room fills with, like, a very strong gust of wind. Like, to the point where it feels like you your footing is starting to get weird and unstable. Um, I'm not gonna oh. say roll to take a powerful blow here, but how do you- what do you do? Okay, I think i want to
0: directly engage, then. Mm-hmm. If I'm back in close... That is-
2: <laughs> 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 what did you roll, god Morgan? Damn it.
0: That's a thirteen. Oh my god! Okay, choose. was, no, only was not- the twentieth one today. Um, I'm going to. I think when the gust of wig starts, I think she turns shield into sword and stabs it through one of the wings to stop that. Which I'm going to surprise or frighten, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to um resist or afford blows as I'm going to just like grab Tommy and just kind of like see if I could drag us out of the room so I can't get hit by that wind and shit anymore.
2: I think you could totally do that. So your sword, Rogue, goes through um, one of these things' wings and it you sort of hear it go, damn Um As uh, you grab Tommy's hefty frame and just sort of leap out of the room back down to uh, Sharir's level, uh, Sharir, In the meantime, like I said, a bunch of the guys are on the floor because of your, uh, swinging the cow cubes. There's still a piranha guy, a squid guy, and a, uh, and at least two Markovians with just Tommy guns. Still haunting around the, uh, the carcass area where you are. What are you doing here?
5: At this point, Letitia hasn't left the room, right? No, she's going, she's going to right after this. Okay, uh, I'll probably, if I'm still hidden... Try to make an escape to meet up with her. Okay, so you're just going, yeah. you're not engaging now? No need to fight.
2: Um, though. yeah. Do you, if you don't have a move for that, then unleash your power. You double
5: chuck. I don't think I do. Ain't you freaky? Come on, be freaky. <sighs> I am freaky. Not freaky enough. That's an eight.
2: That's still a partial success, man.
5: Yeah. It's no thirteen. Um,
2: I think. Um, uh, what? What? Uh, what conditions do you have? None. Oh, I know how this happens. So, uh, you manage to slip past them, um, but then you kind of realize the route- you, your heart begins to sink because you realize the route you've taken, um, in order to get out kind of goes through a, like, a <laughs> like, sort of an awful disposal area. So, you slip past them, but unknowingly, you just accidentally go under this torrid of sloppy, horrible meat crap. As you leave, and it just covers you completely, taking yeah, <laughs> stinky, nasty boy. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't. I didn't like that. Oh
5: boy. <laughs> oh, and it's cold too.
2: Um. At this point, you are now disengaged from those guys, but you see uh,
0: Letitia land right in front of them.
5: Well, o- over here, Letitia.
0: Yeah, Distract I'm it. coming. Uh... Maybe
5: not directly this way, this place is gunky.
0: Why can't we just go back up?
5: Uh, I guess we could.
0: Yeah, you have a whip sword, you should have did that. And I think at this point it's going to um Okay, yeah, so I I might have to mark another condition after this. That... Oof. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Um oof. It's not it's not really. Um, yeah, I'm going to uh use my last gadget to just come leave the way I came in. And hopefully Shereer could follow me, you know? That's an well, 11. Well, Shereer, you've,
2: you've already te- technically ah, gotten okay. away here. Oh, you get yeah. sneak out, yeah. Yeah, so that's you all, you're, so you're I think already sneaked out. That's why gone. you got covered in your meat. Yeah, so you just she can't teleport.
0: She can only teleport herself because only herself and her nervous system is attuned to Rogue to teleport. Mm-hmm. So what she does is that I think she just like... Um, I think she like straps Rogue to Tommy's back as like the jetpack and just launches him up and then teleports up onto his back with Rogue attached. And then just lands on the roof and just starts dragging him across this roof to, like, the edge. Like, okay, we gotta get out of here now.
5: Let's get Clive and Steve. Clive? Who
2: the Clive? fuck is Clive? Who the fuck is Clive? <laughs> I'm not sure who Clive like,
0: yeah, is, I, think, I, I meant Clive. Okay, I think when she's, when she's on the roof, she calls Clive. They do drive here.
2: You can see Clive and Steve are still down by the garbage cans. And Clive goes, oh yeah, I got the old girl uh, uh,
0: revved up and ready to go. Take Steve and get out of here. You guys don't need a ride? We absolutely need a ride, here What are you talking about? I can't carry this big motherfucker. You can't? No! How
5: would you get him up here?
2: He's like seven You, c- you see Letitia is barely holding on to this... Ma- I like thought you threw him up here. Seven foot
0: dude. No, I attached the jetpack that is my robot assistant to him.
2: He's very heavy, Master Shreer. Okay,
0: well then, let's yeah, get Clyde. down. Clyde, is this your car? And she looks down for, like, the car. And if he's there... Uh, Tommy, you're invulnerable, right? Or at least partially? Uh, you know i am cool she just pushes him off the roof onto clyde's car oh (laughs) gosh you
2: look down and clyde's car it's a yellow it's a cab it's straight up a taxi
0: (laughs) you know that at least that means it's durable so once that happens she fucking gets (laughs) in.
2: um I, i think you break clyde's car here if you're just tossing tommy oh he's still got rogue right on him
0: yeah, he's still got Rogue on. Yeah, So like okay, it's cushioned, okay, but God. he definitely cracks a window or two. Yeah, so, <laughs> like... so
2: you see Rogue trying his earnest best to really jet Tommy a little bit more gently onto uh, onto Clyde's cab, but eventually uh, he just sort of gives up the ghost and just crunk, and the the taxi sign just goes flat on top of it. But he's on top of the car now.
0: Alright, uh, Steve, Clyde, get the fucking in, Shereer, you too. Who's shotgun? I want to be in the backseat with... Tommy's big ass just in case he died. I'd imagine Steve was in Yeah, shotgun. Steve's probably shotgun. Oh yeah,
2: fair enough. Um so you guys get in the car and uh Steve and Clyde are in there, Steve's shotgun, and Clyde's in the driver's seat. As you get in, Steve hisses at you, Shereer, and uh makes a lunge for you. Uh
5: d- should I roll to defend? defend?
0: Shereer doesn't do anything.
2: Well, you people roll to defend you,
0: so uh, um, I mean I you can mean you have to have directly engaged in the engage. gate
5: blows.
2: Yes, yes,
0: roll to directly engage threat. the threat. If you fail, I'll defend you, because what is, the fu- Is it the stinky, it's stinky there. meat? there, I
5: defend. I resist.
0: You just <laughs> smack his head away. Stop. Yeah, yeah, what, how does this look? I'm
5: just like, I just put my hand on his head. <laughs> Keep him away from me. Why are
2: you- <laughs> Yeah, he's like, it's like the anime style thing, yeah. and his-
5: What are you doing?
2: His arms are, like, rotating around like windmills, and he
0: stops and goes, Oh, I'm sorry, Sensei, you smell delicious.
5: Uh, no, I don't.
0: Yes, can... you do. We don't have... To. Clyde, please yes. drive. There's an angel man in there. An drive. Angel man. I'm on it. And Clyde, like... Clyde slams his foot down on the acceleration
2: and the cab just... Like, you know, books it. You guys are uh, heading down... Uh, heading down the road right now. There are a bunch of other cars. You know, sort of a G- GTA-style getaway. But you guys look behind you and you can see the, the figure in the white power suit uh, pursuing you now with its, uh, there's a clearly a wound in its left wing where Letitia hit it with Rogue earlier, but now that you have a clearer look of the suit of power armor, you realize it looks almost like a swan?
0: What is that? I don't know, it's fucking ugly. Um, Sharir, can you, are you, can, can you use a gun? Are you, are you a gun guy? Or do you have a sword <laughs> gun? Like a gun I blade? used it yet, but, uh, Sharir flicks his, uh,
5: sword his hilt down uh, instead of a gun a barrel pokes out
2: oh my god
5: uh, he aims out of the window and he just starts firing a, an assault rifle basically <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> you got Don't goose on you, you th- got all th- your stuff <laughs> you got gun you that playing
6: against a threat
0: okay does he underestimate me no. Fuck. We're in a taxi. I refuse to believe he doesn't. We're in a That's taxi cab, but doesn't he's matter. a cool <laughs> power armor man. You
5: also escaped, uh, I'm gonna... P- w- what are you doing here? You know, I'm gonna surprise him.
2: <laughs> yeah, he I, think he, I think he straight up is surprised. Because, uh, like, he looks... You You see him watch you sort of flick your sword as almost he's expecting it. What he doesn't expect is the barrel that comes out of it and as you start blasting him on the road. Um, he... Um, He sort of stops in in midair as his wings, sort of like vulture style, sort of form up in front of him like a shield as he starts hovering and you guys manage to sort of make it even further away from him. Um, That's really cool. You can just hear him go, fuck. Um, (laughs) And he spins around in the air and accelerates a little bit and then the feathers on his robotic wings sort of turn towards the cab and he throws his arms forward and a whole bunch of like what look like sharp feather missiles just sort of launch themselves towards the cab what do you do okay
0: i'm defending I'm like, i think also just to add flavor i think leticia has like her phone and like you know when you hold your phone between your cheek and your shoulder mm-hmm. she's doing that and she's like hold on i got this this guy's kind of sick is he any kind of sick that you need to pick up the fucking phone it's just ringing like hold on and that is eight i can't even help you with that eight no, eight's good enough. I'm defending. Mm-hmm. I just want to protect the cab. So I think when she sees the razor things coming, I think she, uh... I think actually she takes like two like like little from her back pocket. She takes like two little hexagons out, mm-hmm. and then presses a button on them, and they each like, f- f- like in her eye, her little robot guy. She follows the motion, and each one stands exactly where the other ones were going to land to block each feather. Nice, nice.
2: Um, uh, you can add a team to the pool here, take influence over someone you've protected,
0: or clear a condition. What a clear condition. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And because you rolled a 7 to 9, I can escalate the situation here. So you successfully managed to block all of the feathers, all of these razor-sharp white feathers that are headed towards the cab at great speed. Um, unfortunately, a couple of them that get deflected end up hitting a truck, a, um... Guys, what is the name of an Optimus Prime truck am um, I can't remember for the life. Of my a tanker, name. not a tanker. a um,
0: tanker. Fe- is oil- fuck you. I so actually I don't remember now.
2: Actually, I want it I want it to be a tanker now. Never mind. No, so an fuck oil you, tanker.
4: No. So
2: a dr- so so an on the road road oil tanker um gets hit by one of the uh, by one of the uh, feathers. So you see one of the feathers slam into the driver's seat and the tanker takes a hard turn and is now heading directly
0: towards the cab. What do you do?
5: really uh, okay. you got this. You want me to get this? Uh, I don't
0: know.
5: Let's see.
0: Because I got an idea, but it's a bad idea, so... What if I used my skeleton key to make it pass through that, the like car? Like, portal tech. Yeah, you can do that. That's fun. That's really fun, actually. If it just goes yeah. through one car and I think... That's yeah. really sick. All right. Please yeah, do Shiru that. Shiru
5: yeah, it's like a is portal puzzle. quickly gonna put the gun away. And instead, a key is gonna come out of his, uh, thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And he's just gonna unlock a door in front of the, uh... Un- unlock a magic door in front of the the, the the tanker so that it just passes through the car
0: Unleash those powers Everyone else having fun talking 15. We're through a heist 15. Oh my is the god highest
5: possible role in the game <laughs>
2: So the tanker is heading towards you right at great speed and as soon as you open that portal just go through one end and through the other um, just completely, perfect. you do it in such a way that it ends up actually not on the road, but on the side of the road, like it's safely parked. Yes, yeah, safely parked to a full stop, and you see the driver get out, um, looking hugely concerned, uh, with a you know, with a, like, like a little cut on his forehead, uh, looking at the oil tanker and then looking at your cab as you manage to race away from whatever this figure is.
0: I think um, Letitia pokes out. The outlaws are always here to <laughs> save the day. Um,
2: you hear the guy go, "Thank you." <sighs> And that's where we're going to leave you guys.
5: Can't use that again today.
2: So, back at the counselor's office.
6: Final therapy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Sterns is looking at you, Alex. Okay. So, Alex. Y- yes. Tell me about your family.
1: Oh, you, you know, my family's uh, a little bit mm,
6: mm.
1: you know, they're not the normal. They're not the normal family. My dad uh is, you know, very well-known and wealthy and he he does a lot of uh work a, a lot. Of work so you know right i understand wasn't
2: around the wayne foundation does do a lot and i understand your father is a part of that yeah and what was that like growing up for you
1: you know he was busy he was busy a lot and so would you say he wasn't really wasn't... around
2: you while yeah, you were growing up?
1: Yeah. When I was pretty little, yeah, no. I didn't see him much. He was always out uh, w- working on things.
2: And, um, your relationship with your mother?
1: Well, I guess that's a little better, but she was also out out, uh, There's a lot of nights where she wasn't home.
2: Okay, so from what I'm hearing here, both of your parents were fairly absent, but your relationship with your mother is stronger than that of your father, is what I'm getting here. Yeah, she's she's cool. She's... Okay, and it says here you have quite a lot of siblings.
1: Yeah, I, I guess my dad... You know, takes in a lot of, a lot of you know, people. They're, I guess, siblings. You know, they're right. They're right. okay. I guess three brothers. They help out. Three
2: brothers, and I'm seeing here,
1: yeah. a, a sister. Yep, that's right.
2: And what was that like? So your parents weren't around, very often when you were little. Did you have a closer relationship to your siblings?
1: I mean, more or less, some of them. They're, I mean, they they help dad with some of his work a lot, but some of them I saw saw more than others. Because I
2: I understand they were already quite old when you came into the picture.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: Okay. All right. I'm. I'm seeing a lot of distance. Between you and your family.
1: I guess you could say that, yes.
2: You said you didn't see a lot of your father when you were little, but that changed.
1: It, yeah. What changed? Yeah, I uh, I, I. guess I started uh, helping him with some work stuff for a little bit. Okay. Started to see him more for a time. And then that kind of ended.
2: I'm assuming something happened there. Yeah. Okay, Okay. I'm not going to push you too hard here, Alex. You don't have to talk about it too much. Thanks. So what I'm hearing is that your relationship with your father here changed twice. Once when you were sort of, older, once when you were younger. They were both sort of facilitated by him being more present or less present in your life.
1: I guess you could, yeah, that's pretty much sums it up.
2: So as a child, very lonely, despite the big family. Did you have any friends when you were quite young? Friends like you have now, or people like Clyde or Marisol, or...
1: I mean, I had, uh... I was pretty young. I I had Alfred. He was our butler.
2: Sorry, he's, um... He's not listed here. Who... who, he, He was your butler? Sorry?
1: Yeah, and he helped out with a lot of things. He was around when parents weren't. But he was, uh, pretty old even when I was young, so he wasn't, you know, he wasn't out getting out much.
2: So, okay. So it seems to me this Alfred seemed to kind of be the primary parental figure in your life. That's not... Look, Alex, that's not uncommon for wealthy families to sort of, like, have a nanny that kind of takes over the parenting duties. That's it's actually quite common.
1: Okay, yeah. Okay.
2: Um how old were you when he passed? It sounded like he passed.
1: Uh, I
2: I was still pretty young. And we're going to flash back here to the where we left you at the beginning of last issue. Alex, you're around I think I think we said 7 years old. Yeah, I think you're so. in a part of your house you've never seen before. Alfred opened up the grandfather clock in the living room. The grandfather clock you pass by every day for breakfast and have for the last forever, led you down a long, winding staircase into a dark but brightly lit cave, full of memorabilia and trophies. ...from one specific superhero. Batman. The Batman who is lying in front of you right now on a table... um, ...being attended to by Alfred. The Batman, your father, Bruce. Bruce Wayne. Alfred is stitching him up as best he can. He stopped the bleeding. There's an IV on Bruce. And... ...even though his hands are shaky and his breath is somewhat shallow, he finishes his work, as he has done over countless, countless years. He finishes stitching up Master Bruce, and then takes a long sigh. Oh my. It's done. Is,
1: is, he, is he okay?
2: He will be. is isn't the worst that's ever happened to your father, and I...
4: Very much doubt it will be the last.
1: Oh okay.
2: You don't seem entirely surprised. i have always had a strong
1: composition about you, my boy. <coughs> it's it's a lot to that's a lot to take in, but yes, yes, yes. Could
2: you um Could you wheel me back up to the to the living room?
1: Master Alex, I'm... Yeah, yeah. I'm quite tired. Yeah, Alfred, I'll... I'll take you back up, yeah.
2: You guys get back upstairs, leaving your unconscious father on the operating table. You're in front of the fireplace, which has still been going. You're in front of the big portrait of... Thomas and Martha Wayne, grandparents you never met. As Alfred uh sits by the fire and sort of warms his hands a little bit.
1: <laughs> are you uh are you, are you okay Alfred? Oh, I'll be I'll
2: be perfectly fine, Master Adams. I have to say I'm very proud of you.
1: Thanks. Thanks, uh you kept a, a cool head and a
4: strong composition despite everything that's happened tonight.
1: But, I mean, it's, it's a lot, but uh, uh, you, were, you were there, so I figured it'd be okay. Yes. Uh, yes,
4: I... I'm very glad I could be there for you, Master Alex.
2: Now, whatever happens next, you mustn't blame your father, do you understand?
1: Okay. Uh. Alex,
2: you are about to be privy to many, many secrets that most people on this planet will never, never know. You are about to it, learn things that are going to change your perspective forever, but you must promise me that when you do not to blame your father and to remember that he loves you
1: and to remember that I love you. Do you understand? I I think so, Alfred. I uh. I promise. I'll keep that in mind. Oh, uh, Alfred. Alfred.
2: Alex, you're back in the office. Uh
1: it yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Sorry.
2: Sorry, you. It was No, it's it's all right. You yeah, no, to... I'm. Are you fine? Arm? I was
1: just thinking about stuff, you know. Therapy stuff. Yeah, no. I'm. I'm good. I'm here. Okay. Do you want to get a? Do
2: you do you want a glass of water or something? I can.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I could use that.
2: Um, just... Just before I do, um... Before you drifted off, I did ask you a question. Um, so, besides besides Alfred, did you did you have any friends while you were quite young, when you were seven, six, or... Uh, or
1: was it just him? I mean... I guess it was mostly... Well... I mean, I guess... Okay. Okay, you just... Stuff we say here doesn't leave, right? Of course.
2: Alex, it's completely confidential.
1: I mean, I had one of those uh, imaginary friends for a little bit after some stuff, but... Right, okay. He was cool.
2: Alex, that's perfectly normal. That is perfectly normal for somebody, uh, for for young children to have. I've heard a lot of stories about imaginary friends in here. Don't worry about it. Um, Look, I'll go get you that glass of wine, and you you. just chill out, Okay. So, Alex, uh, Stearns gets up, and he, uh, leaves, he, he, he goes through, he doesn't leave, leave the room, but there's, like, a door that leads into what is presumably an annex, and just behind his, uh, his office chair, and you're actually alone, you're actually alone in the counselor's office at the moment. Roll me, assess the situation.
1: Absolutely. That's, uh, ten. Ten. That's ten. Okay. <laughs> Um
2: so on a tin now I I asked you to do this cuz it's just really just a flat su- it's a- it's a superior mm. role with all the relevant bonuses um but uh you can ask your two questions here and um I will also give you a piece of information afterwards um so this is you this is your training going off here you feel like something's up
1: I'm going to get go with what here is the biggest threat and what what here is in the greatest danger because you said my training's going off.
2: So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flavor this out for you. So, um, you scan the office for a little bit, and then your eyes land back on the picture that Stearns has on his desk. Um, you focus in on it a little bit, and you thought initially that they were his kids, but it's clearly not. And you almost feel like it's familiar. You walk up to the picture and you take a look at it. And it's actually a picture of your father, around when he was your age, next to a red-headed kid that you what? don't recognize. You sense that something is up. So Stern is the thing here that is the biggest threat, and the thing oh, here boy. in the greatest danger is you. <sighs>
1: uh, <clears throat> M- Mr. Stern? You just call his name out? Uh... Yeah, I'm just calling for him, Mr. Stern.
2: You got no answer.
1: Oh boy. Um. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I'm gonna real quick. I'm gonna place a little bat, one of my little bat mines, under his desk, just in case. <laughs> uh, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Right, thanks, walk into so, as you're room. planting
2: that explosive, you get under his desk, and you sort of um a grenade comes out from under your arm and attaches itself to the desk. But as you as you do it, as you're under there, you feel a blade touch the back of your neck.
1: Shh. Oh. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hello there, Stern. I think we're done playing games. Apparently. Apparently we are. Those who
4: educate children well are more honored than they who produce them. For these only gave them life. Those, the
2: art
1: of living well.
2: And you see, uh, Stearns' face drop to the ground next to you. Oh! You turn around while still on your back and see a bandaged face. A face just completely covered in bandages. In a big tan trench coat with a knife oh, extended shit. out towards you. Not a knife, a scalpel. Oh, he puts his one of his fingers to his lips and he says,
4: Hush,
1: Alexander. Oh, shit. Uncle Tommy's gonna make everything all right. What do you do? Um, fuck this guy. I'm pressing the button and activating that grenade <laughs> I just laid down engage a threat, Alex. <laughs> Let's fucking go!
0: Blow him up. Blow him the fuck up.
1: And I am right next I to you. I have it, a plus one. I, I lowered my danger because of the therapy.
2: You're also acting on the answers
1: from your assessment situation, so you have oh, okay. a plus one. Okay, so seven.
2: Okay, seven. So what are you doing Bro, here? Bro, be
1: selfish.
0: You want to kill this fucker. <laughs> Come Pick on your like. one, I
1: mean. Pick your one, I mean. <laughs> um, I'm just sitting that... Setting that Mine I placed off. It sounds to me here, you're surprise or frightening him. I'm going to impress surprise or fright. Yeah. I want to get out of, uh, out of directly in <sighs> the line of this knife. Right.
2: But as you mentioned before, Basically. you are right next to that grenade. So it blows yep. and sends both of you flying. Sterns goes one way, you go the other, but luckily you're closer to the door. Roll to take a powerful blow.
0: This school had a good start. It's all now right. going to, we're going to destroy another school, guys. So Yeah. All right. Well, the same school. I
1: got Fuck no the education so. system. Shit. Is it it's eight? An 8. Um all right. Yeah. Uh that is an eight. pick your one from the 7 and 9 list. Uh I'm going to in this situation, I'm going to have to uh struggle past the pain. Yes, that is completely Heart fair. Right, keep running. Just keep yeah. running. Yeah. So, um
2: what, would take to, what, what two conditions do you take?
1: Uh, I think in this situation, I'm going to take angry and afraid. Nice.
2: Your vision clears for a minute, and the ringing in your ears from that close-range explosion uh, begins to stop. Your, uh, your civilian clothes are torn, um, revealing your blackbird suit underneath it. Um, the room is now covered in smoke and dust. Everything is only slightly coming back into view, and, and you're sort of getting your bearings. When you hear a voice in your right ear,
4: Oh no, Alex! We're in real trouble
2: now. You turn to your left, Alex, and floating in the air is your imaginary friend. Can you do us a favor and describe him for us?
5: Oh my fucking
1: god! Us? Uh, <laughs> yes, I can. I can do that. So my imaginary friend is a a a small, little, tiny creature that looks very similar to the the Batman.
0: But he's Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: I guess he does have, a, he does have some, oh some Sonic-like God. elements.
2: <laughs> yes, a tiny, a tiny floating imp in a miniature Batman costume, with ears folded to the side, goes,
4: "We gotta get out of here, Alex. Let's get out of here."
1: I don't even have time to unpack this right now. We do have to get out of there. Out of here. Um, you
2: and Batmite take down the hall as he screams,
4: "Alex and Bat!" Might, together
6: again!
2: And that's where we're ending the session. Oh my,
6: fucking god. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. You've been friends with Batmite since you were a kid?
3: I'm alone.
4: I need someone to help me fight. I said, Alex,
2: Oscar, Marisol, Latisha, Sheree. And they hold each other close and they wipe their tears.
6: Dice Comics presents Blue Beetle and the Outlaws. You can find us on Twitter at Dice Comics and on our official Discord. Marisol Reyes is played by Kathy, who can be found on Twitter at Save the Goblins. Oscar Hughes is played by Broden, who can be found on Twitter at Dio Brandango. Alex Wayne is played by Matt, who can be found on Twitter at Ivan Snooze. Sharia is played by Brandon, who can be found on Twitter at Trigin13. Letitia Luther is played by Morgan. This session was GM'd by Indy Tan, who can be found on Twitter at It's Mr. Mosque. Produced by Indie Tan. Music composed by Indie Tan. Edited by Indie Tan. Dice Comics is an actual play of Musk's A New Generation by Brandon Conway, published by Magpie Games. Dice Comics is not affiliated with AT&T, WarnerMedia, or DC Comics.